Blog Talk Radio. It's like you're looking through a telescope. You see where you're going to be.
Hello? Hello, Rodney, can you hear Rodney, can you hear me okay? Yep, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I don't know what happened. Could you hear me the last time? I don't know what. Could you hear the music and all of that? Yep, I heard it, and I heard you asking me could I hear you, and I kept responding, so I just I, hung up and called I back. I could not hear you, so, so here, thank you. Here we go. I was trying to pull you in, so here we go again. But you know what? We're going to move forward, not even sit there and address it. I was trying to pull pull in because I, you guys, I was I was up just grooving to that song, and I was trying to stop the song and say, "Hey, if you're listening, get up, move, dance to the song like you've never danced to any song before." Because for some reason, it just got me in the groove. I was I maybe messed it up trying to stop it and and couldn't say that, which shouldn't have been a problem. But nonetheless, we're on. Um, First time this year, and it feels good. It feels all right. I'm glad you, you pushed us through for this one because it's so easy, especially here lately, to just kind of groove through it. So I want to say happy 2020 to everybody who is joining us tonight. And let me remember to get in on the chat, to get the chat line open here. Rodney, tell us what's going on in your life while I do that. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, everything is going good here. Um, Tamari is good. Nadia is good. We've really just been kind of um, pushing along and uh, not a whole lot going on. I do have uh, something coming up next month that I'll talk about a little bit later, but uh, but everything is good. Um not a whole lot. I, I think right before we did our last show in December, um, Nadia had just started going to a um, daycare center. We took her out of the in-home daycare and put her into a uh, daycare center, and that's been going well. And um, with modern technology, uh, there, there are cameras in the room, and um, um, I don't – yeah, get to get to watch them. Um, in fact, I haven't even signed up for the thing, but um, I know Tamaria looks um, at the uh, the video sometimes. Um, but they do send uh, pictures and they update um, on a separate app. They update everything that she does, and um, when they're doing arts and crafts, they send pictures. So um, definitely, uh, you could tell that we are are not. 
in the 80s or the 90s anymore with all of this technology, but it is uh, nice to see, um, you know, the pictures from the activities that she's doing uh, throughout the day. Um, but other than that, everything is good. How about you? Uh, same here. Life is, is um, everything is good. We got to celebrate um, Zali's life for, you know, just the blessing to have her whole, healthy, happy, bright, thriving. Um, so we celebrated her her first year of life on last, well, well January 12th because of the weather. We were kind of delayed, but it is such a joy. And I know I think I probably talked about this last year when we talked, but you guys, it is such a joy at, on this side of um, parenting because I am a grandparent. And it is such a joy to see Dolly grow um, and emotionally, mentally, like she, more so to learn, to see her, just to see her shake her head. And she likes to dance, and I'm just that for my granny, I'm going to say. <laughs> but, y'all, she just walks <laughs> to the music, and she shakes her head no, and, and she's at that point in life when, when I walk in, she just starts reaching her hands out like, come here, come here, come here. And it's just such a joy. I feel like I've missed, missed that as a parent because we're so caught up in making sure they're okay <clears throat> or or paying the bills or working. And so you just miss out on, I feel like I did. So I'll say to you guys who are, uh, anybody who's a new parent or, or a parent now, just kind of stop and enjoy the process. Enjoy the small things. Enjoy the little head shaking like no or the smiles or the inquisitive looks. I mean, though, it just, it is such a joy to see. Um, and I was telling, I was telling Jimmy, it's, it's kind of crazy as we prepared to go to her, her, her party. I got so emotional, and Jimmy was like, what is going on? I was like, I'm just so thankful that she's here and she's healthy. Like, just that alone, we don't understand how much of a blessing to have her here, Stella, because even having a baby, like going through the process, your body changes, your emotions, your needs, your outlook on life, there's so many changes that go on through that whole process that, um, Rodney, I remember hearing you say, I don't see how any woman goes through this alone. And I think mm -hmm. about Samaria a lot with having you, Brandon, with Stella having Brandon. And 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 I, you, you don't get to think about stuff like that because I remember Brandon telling me, "Mama, I don't, I don't know how you did this three months alone." You know what I'm saying? Just the because you guys are, are so hands on, so someone can be there but not be there. Like yeah. hear Brandon say, I, "I I I I get up and make sure that you know Stella doesn't have to get up all through the night, and I'll do the." morning feedings and things like that. So 
to hear that and just be a part of that because that's not something that um, we look at as a as a society that there's so many um, so many fathers who are doing the good. So I'll start right there. Big up to you guys who do and don't get that rec- that recognition. Um, I saw a post, and I can't even remember at this point if I if I said what I wanted to say about this post, but I remember seeing a post about, and you guys, I'm going to look it up while, I, while, while I'm talking about it, because Rodney, I bet I did not um, share it because you probably would have jumped in on it, but it was about mothers raising, like women have, women have babies, they raise babies, um, and it, and that so they can't understand why a man hates a woman. And I remember thinking, one, there's no mention of a man in this post, and how even sometimes self-consciously we leave men out of so many things, especially when it comes to children. So my number one thought was there's no man mentioned in this post. And and perhaps that maybe um, this man that we are talking about here in this particular post, maybe there's some regret because, after all, one thing we did leave out is that we picked the man for that. We picked the father for that child. We picked the man. So there's no mention of when we picked someone um, selfishly. I'll say, when we overlook that, that, that man who will do the things that, that you are doing, Rodney, who will be there. So um, my, my, one of my things for 2020 is to bring to the forefront the power of, I'm glad we're starting here because I, I didn't even think about this, but we're working on, on, on a documentary uh, that set to air here the first Monday in March. So we had to move it back a little bit. But it is, is focusing on the father, focusing on family, but the true focus of it is the importance of the male role, not just in the world or in in, in our lives as women, but as fathers, as brothers, as uncles. Um there's some true power to that. Um, in fact, I was having a conversation with a group of ladies, and I expressed um, how, yes, we have them. We carry them for nine months. We have them. But there is something that we just don't have when it comes to a longing and a yearning. It's different than it is with that mother. And it's not discrediting mothers or females are not putting men any higher, but I think part of where we, the reason we are where we are today is because we are we have allowed society to eliminate the power and the very presence that a man brings to this world and to the lives of our children. And Rodney, I remember you were the first person that led me, or, or 
think they led me because I probably seen it somewhere sometime, but I just did, I didn't have enough or the wisdom at that time to receive it. But do you remember talking about the verse in the Bible that talks about if a man dies, if a if a man dies, that his brother should uh, take over, basically. You remember bringing it up one night on the show? Yeah, that was back in uh, it was back in the book of Genesis. I just remember, and, and if you think about that, it sounds it sounds crazy for, to, for us today, but I could see the reasoning behind that if we look at the true concept of family and the values, because I I, I think I think that what is supposed to happen is that if we are if we are siblings, if we are brothers or sisters then it is assumed that we should have some of the same values for our families and our children and, and focus, some of the same characteristics and things like that, insights. So to keep it going, then it would seem fitting that if, if someone is available in the family to, to do that. And again, sounds a bit far-fetched, but if you look at the concept behind it, then you can at least see where the word is trying to lead us. Um, and I just think there's been so much taken away from the power of the presence of a man that that presence brings in the life, in the world. Um, and again, for the women who are listening, in no way does it mean that we are any less valuable because we create that allows itself fit in us to have that, no matter the reason, to have life created and come through us. And so wouldn't it be fitting for us to say, okay, now you did all of this. How will you be if, um, if this child, because, because to, to, to be able to see that and to recognize that I had, I, I carried you for nine months, my body went, and mothers are always there, and da 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 da. We're emotionally there, whatever. But you, there's still a time when you just need your father more, as far as your, um, your, your, as far as you becoming who and what you need to be. I just think children, and I think biblically, it is that way. And so we've reversed it. So, Rodney, maybe we could start there. Just what, what are, and I know. You are a man, so you know this is, this is cool for you. But I know that you are a different kind of man, also. So, where what is, what is your opinion about society today when it comes to like, you know, like I think I've heard you talk about Father's Day. Like we we say Happy Father's Day, like it's a another kind of day than Mother's Day. And even on Mother's Day, we mm-hmm. have mothers who get get the Happy Father's Day. But we don't get fathers who are doing the same thing. We don't say Happy Mother's Day to them because, you guys, I'm going to tell you, we have a lot of men who are raising their kids. We have more than we think we do. We have fathers who will give just as much as a mother. I'm, I, I, I see it. I've seen it. And I think that we need to embrace it more than we do. So let's start right there with this, with the power of men. 
the presence of the man? Well, um, first of all, I would, I would like to say thank you for, for the compliment. Um, and, and I'm sure uh, Brandon and um, any other fathers out there uh, would appreciate it as well. Um, <laughs> I think I think you touched on a, on a lot of things, and I think that we we have to remember that um, the whole goal um, of wicked people is to tear down or bring down or weaken whatever your strengths are. And, you know, we, we especially in the last 10 to 20 years, we've seen the, the, the push for so many movements, but what is happening with these movements um, is we are seeing other things diminish, meaning you've seen a huge push from the uh, women's rights or the feminists uh, group. You've seen this Me Too movement. You've seen um, the LGBTQ uh, movement. Um, you're seeing all of these things, but what's happening is, at the same time, we are um, we are slowly either forgetting about or slowly pushing down something else or, or, or another role. Like you, you look at, um, you know, if, if, um, if something comes up in regards to a woman, it's, it's taken seriously, but not as seriously as, as it should be taken, especially if it's a black female. However, if, but you know you better not say anything that goes against the LGBTQ movement, or you will be you will be viewed as a hateful person. You will be viewed as a um, person who doesn't care about equal rights or civil rights. I mean, you will be shunned to hell if you say, "Hey, I don't believe in homosexuality." Like you're not allowed to have those feelings. You're not allowed to have those. Uh, you're not. You, you, you're not allowed to have the right to say, "Hey, based on how I was raised, or based on my religious beliefs, or based on just my 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 humane beliefs, I disagree with you know with with this. Um, you will be persecuted if you say anything against that." If you say anything against even animals' rights, like, you will be, like, doomed to hell. However, we have seen what happens when you say anything when it comes to what has happened to black men at the hands of police officers, particularly the white ones. If you try to stand up for uh, black people in any shape or form, it's like, wait a minute, no, that doesn't matter. Wait a minute, no, it's not black lives matter, it's all lives matter. Then that turns into a, a huge thing. 
we have a tendency to, as people, in our quest to fight for whatever it is that we think is right or appropriate to bring down something else. The whole point of equal rights is for things to be equal. It doesn't mean you benefit. uh, It doesn't mean that, you know, you fight to get rights, but you don't care about what happens to other people's rights. For example, and, and and I've said this before, you know, women will argue about fair treatment or equality. However, I have never seen or heard or heard of a woman going to a club and arguing that men should be able to get in free if women are getting in free or that women should have to pay $20 if the man is have to pay $20. No, it, it benefits them. Therefore, they have nothing to say. Oh, okay. At that point, equality doesn't matter. Why? Because I'm benefiting, I'm benefiting from this. And so, you know, there, there are a lot of other, uh, other examples, but, you know, my point is we cannot forget about anyone or anything when we're trying to um, push whatever our agenda is. And so I think when we talk about men or the role of, of a man, no matter what is going on in our lives or in, in our society, the role of men should not be uh, pushed to the side or or lessened because there are men who do the right thing. But we spend a lot of time and energy on the men who are not. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure if I think about it hard enough, yeah, I know some, I know some trifling men. I know some men who are not taking care of their children. But, like I said, I would have to think about it because I don't surround myself with those type of men. If you have children, you need to be taking care of your children, whether you live with them or not. And so the the guys that I know, the guys that I associate with, the guys that I talk to, you know, on a regular basis, whatever that means, you know, whether it's daily, weekly, month, or whatever, the guys who I deal with take care of their children. Because I don't, because if you don't take care of, of your children, then to me, that says a whole lot about you when it comes to responsibility. Now, if I know that the reason why you're not, you know, a part of your children's lives goes way beyond what the eyes can see, okay, that you know, I know that there are petty women out there who will use their children to get back at the father because they're upset that they're not together or maybe the man, you know, cheated on her or whatever the case may be, they'll pull the kids into it. But there are some really good men out here. There are some really good fathers out here. And, you know, Tamaria and I work together, right? And, but even though I do things that 
My dad never did for me. I never saw my uncle, my uncles do the things that I do. You know, I don't look for credit for anything. I was, uh, Nadia was with me one time and we went into a store and this guy said, oh, your wife must be working late. You have your child. I said, no, my child is with me because she's my child. It doesn't matter if my wife is sitting home, you know, with her feet propped up. But it just goes to show where our mindset is and we're not used to, which I get, you know, it, it, it is it is not a common thing. However, my advice to everyone is embrace it. Embrace the fact that men um, are more involved now than they may have been 20 years ago. I'm sure that there are still some men who, you know, left their um, children and their wives high and dry and, you know, they never hear from I'm I'm, I'm sure it's still out there. However, we have to acknowledge the fact that, hey, there are some men who are being fathers. And not only that, um, when, when when it comes to, um, you know, the, the, the role of, of men or the importance of men, we 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 have to stop focusing on the the ones who are not doing we we see oftentimes especially if, if there's a single mother okay i get it it didn't work out with the dad dad is not around cool why would you raise your son to 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 continue the cycle why not teach him to be a loving man? Why not teach him to be a caring man? Why not teach him to be a responsible man? Why not hold him accountable? I, 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 I've seen I've seen little boys. You know, they're so used to somebody cleaning up after them. They're not even used to picking up their own toys. You know. We get we got boys that come to school all the time, and you can tell that somebody's always doing something for them, and that should not be because my my <laughs> my advice to everyone out there: remember that these babies and these children that we think are cute, eventually they're going to grow up. And they're going to be ugly adults Nobody's going to want to deal with them And I don't mean ugly In in terms of appearance But I mean in terms of their personality In terms of their spirit Nobody's going to want to be around them Because We allowed them To get away with so much That now they feel they're entitled We have to We have to get away from this And, and, And You know Maybe um, I know men, men have an men have an important role in in, in raising the children, and I, and I know I hear people say, you know, it's a man's voice or a man's presence. 
you know, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. However, if you want to have a better family, if you want to have a better society, if you want to work in a better workplace, heck, if you want a better country, I mean, look at the people who are running the country. They did not get that ignorant overnight. They did not get that selfish overnight. They're clueless now because they've always been clueless. But somebody raised them that way. I look at kids, Tammy, and, you know, I've had, I've taught kids who gave me the utmost respect and their parents come to school and they talk to their parents like dogs. Now, it should be, if anything, the other way around. However, they've always talked to their parents that way. But from the moment they came in my classroom, I let them know it wasn't going to be like that. So we have to step up and remember everybody has a role in our society. In your home, you have a role. Fulfill your role. In your community, you have a role. Do it. At work, you have a role. Do it. And if we do, then things will start to change. Back over to you. Um, okay, so we'll we'll I'm gonna say this to I heard I heard this somewhere but you made me think about it. Um like we have we talk about we have roles here, we have roles there. I heard someone compare um how when we're in the workplace, if you raise your voice at your manager, your lead, your boss, then all hell's going to break loose. Or people are like, oh, my God, you raised your voice at your manager or your boss or whatever. But we do it every day or, or we find it, um, we justify it with the ones that we love. So they were saying, mm-hmm. like, if you, it's, it's okay to raise your voice at your manager, your boss. I mean, it's, it's not okay to raise your, your, your voice on your manager or your boss, but it is okay to raise it with your, on your wife or your husband or your child or your cousin. It's, it's okay for you to get loud and obnoxious with them, which says to me that we know, we know how to turn it on and turn it off and where to do it at. And we have a reason why. We've justified a reason to make it okay. So see how twisted mm-hmm. we think and how society has us thinking about it's, it's distorted. It's distorted thinking. So the very fact that you, we think it's okay, let's just say raising our voice altogether. Been there, done that. But even in the midst of being there, doing that, I, I would control it at work. So if I can control it at work, shouldn't I be able to control it with people that I love more than yeah. – because I like the people at work, but there are very, very few people. I mean, I, I like them and I love them in a different way, but for the people that I choose to do my life with, the people that are closest to me day in and day out that hopefully will be there for me um, through all of it, 
usually those are the ones that get the, the least of us. So even that in itself, That's a good point. to think about how twisted, how twisted we are in our thinking and why. And so this brings me to, okay, so let's, let's switch it here a little bit. Let me get back. Um, I had a question that I wanted to, I think it was, I think it was what, what did 2019 if anything at all, I mean, what was it that you learned about? And I want to, if we can, let's 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 make it personal. Um, what did you learn or get, or what's your takeaway from 2019, and why, if you have one? Oh man, um, well, um, I, I'll go with. Uh, something that happened at the end of um, 2019 that was that was uh, pretty personal to me. Um, I got a phone call a couple days after Christmas. I want to say it was like December 27th or 28th, whatever that Saturday was, I think. Um, but I got a phone call, several of them, um, that one of my cousins um, who is uh, several years younger than I am, um, was was in the um, emergency room and, and not doing well. Um, and then as the, the details, you know, started coming in, uh, found out that she had a um, brain tumor. And, you know, we were like, well, you know, you don't just get a brain tumor, you know, out of nowhere. And come to find out, she has known about this brain tumor for 10 years, but never said anything to anyone except my sister. And, um, you know, she would go to the doctor, she would go to the hospital, and never would disclose that she had um, a brain tumor. She would always just tell them she was having migraines. Well, um, you know, she finally got to a point where, you know, there was nothing that she could do. Um, she, she was helpless and, you know, my aunt called my sister and luckily for them, my sister was in town to, to help out. And my aunt called my sister, my sister and said, Hey, can you come over? Quita is delusional and she's throwing up blood my sister went over and said um y'all need to take her to the emergency room well she gets to the emergency room and you know they they pretty much told them hey you know if we can't you know release the pressure from this tumor then she's probably not going to make it and then they were saying that um you know she uh, usually when people are in the state that she was in, they, they usually didn't come back from that. And I started thinking about, you know, the deaths um, that we endured in 2019 and the people that we lost. We kind of touched on it on the last show. And and I started thinking um, back to some thoughts that I had had around November or December, like, you know, 2019 as, you know, we, we've we've endured some loss um, in terms of lives, and 
you know, would that would there be another one before, you know, the end of the year? And I, you know, I started thinking that, you know, with that one being the way that it was, that, you know, that was going to happen. And uh, we were very fortunate and blessed that she, that when they released the pressure, um, she did wake up. And then about a week later, they, uh, did surgery to remove the tumor And one of the things uh, That I was reminded of um, In that situation um, And I even talked to my dad about it Is that we have to stop being so secretive And brushing things to the side or trying to hide things We need To be more open About what's Going on with us uh, Mentally, physically um, Because You know This situation to, to, to me and so many other family Members came out of nowhere But to my Cousin uh, When she you know finally woke up um, and to my sister, this is something that had been going on for a very long time. And I don't know what her reasons were for, you know, keeping it to herself. Um, but um, I also know that it is a common thing, especially, especially, and I don't know about, you know, white families or Latino families or Asian families, but I know in my family and in so many other black families that I know, Everything is a secret And You know Everything is just just Kept below the surface Until it's too late Or you find out about things Years later And I could give a whole lot of examples But you know And I think a lot lot of it Is uh, Fear Um, I think part of it is you know Lack of you know, resources or funding, but I think a lot of it is is fear or things that we were taught. I mean, my grandfather, my dad's dad, passed away when he was 68 years old. But had my grandfather gone to the doctor, he probably would have lived a lot longer, but he never went to the doctor. So by the time he found out, that he had kidney failure It was too late There was nothing that they could do to help him Because he had so many Issues by then That you know The best thing that they could do is try to keep him Comfortable so I say this to everyone Myself Included um, It's okay to be tough And it's Okay to not let every Single thing get to you However, you do need to take care of yourself. And you also need to share some things with the right people and at the right time. Be wise about it. But we need to get out of this, you know, hiding every single thing. How about you tell me, what did you take away or what did you learn from 2019? Um. 
Well, the, the, I learned a lot. I really did. I, did. I, 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 I was forced to learn a lot. And I hate, I, well, I'm not going to say I hate because then I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm pushing away the blessings of it all. But I learned the benefits of detachment. And I'll add freedom. And I'm mm-hmm. going to say, and I, I had, a, ironically, I had a very, very long conversation, like a four-hour conversation today about my, uh, my, my, my detaching from, from things and people. And I had to really um, voice my opinion and try to, and it, and it was because I, I care about this person and I wanted them to understand what I meant by I'm not attached to anyone or anything. And they were basically like, how can you do that? You can't just uh, you can't just detach yourself from, and I'm like, yes, I can. And you, and you need to understand it doesn't mean I love them any less, but it means that I, for me, for, my, for me, I have to detach in order to be free, in order mm-hmm. to become and be the best version of myself. It does not mean I don't love, love people doesn't mean I don't still have love for things, but I understand the need, and this is just for me, to detach without change, meaning detach without, um, that doesn't mean my feelings are not here, it doesn't mean I won't be there for you, it doesn't mean I don't love you or, or anybody that I have detached myself from, it just means that I don't have an attachment to you or anything, to anybody or anything. And for me, it's working because for me, I was one, like I had one of my cousins tell me, it might have been last year or the year before, and it was kind of out of the blue. Um, she was like, you know what, you love too hard. And the way he said it, and just out of the blue, he said it is shit. And I'm not saying anything is wrong with loving, but there, everything, everything I believe just has to be in balance. I'll I'll stress the importance of like water. Water is one of the very best things for us, but too much water has killed people. And so, I also learned that. Um, and I'm going to be very personal here because it, it was shocking for me to say I found myself waking up one morning here recently because I have not been um, as into my my God, my, my Bible word. Uh, I've been meditating. I've been putting myself in silence. So prayer has become a different form for me. Prayer is more silence than it is word. It is more hearing. Than and so through that, I find myself growing and going places that I've never been internally, emotionally. I find emotions come up that I have to deal with. And so I said, I, I, I woke up 
and I, I went instantly into my little quiet time, and I spoke these words out, and, and I had no intention because I'm waking right up out of my sleep. And I said, I found myself saying to God, um, you know, I know that I've not been doing what I have did in the past as far as reading my words, studying and all of that. And I said these words, but just know it's not because I don't love you. It's because I realized I don't love, I didn't love the person that you created as much as I should. And that was profound for me. Like, I love you, but then here I am kind of in areas in my life that I'm, I'm still lingering, holding on to emotions and letting them drive my, be the driving factor of my life. And so I said, it's not because of you, but it's because of me. So I'm taking some time to really get to know the person that you created so that I can become that person. Not just to know her, to like her, to love her, to accept her, to be her by any means necessary. And I think a form of that came with being okay with saying, I can love you, but not be attached to you. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that was that was one of the things that 2019 brought me more of me. Um, I went inwardly a lot, and I am so um, free, you guys. I am just so free. I am I'm at a point where I try not to leave anything on the table. Still got some areas to grow in um, and to grow through, but you have to start somewhere. And you have to be honest about where you're starting. Where you're starting. The same conversation today brought about um, about the need for other conversations with other people. And this person was saying, "Well, I can't. I, I just cannot have that conversation um, because of these things, these things, and these things." And I and I said, "I don't need the conversation to." I don't need to have the conversation to bring up the past. I only need the conversation for the future. And because and because I'm I, I am you can't go back and erase your past. You cannot. Mm-hmm. But what you can do is let learn from it, let it go and move forward. Because the more you hold on to it, you cannot go forward. You have to free people. You have to forgive people. You have to forgive yourself. You have to free yourself. And it is a process that takes place every day. Um, this is also a person that I frequently send things to. I, I, send, I send things that bless me, that move me, that motivate me, that help me to go inward a little bit more. And I said, I don't send you those things because I think you need them. I send them because they are helping me. So it's not like I'm sending you stuff that that I'm just sending because, oh, you need help. No, I'm sending you because I recognize I need help as well and that this is helping me, and so maybe it'll help you. And I think sometimes people, people um, Rodney, they, they hear us. They, they say, oh, you do a radio show. Oh, your life must be perfect, or you must be here. And we are on a journey. We're all on a journey. I think about Prince mm-hmm. from the front of the guy, the, 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 the royal family. 
you guys, do you realize some of the things that we are that we think we need and want, like the money, the stuff, the things, that here are two people willing to walk away from it. They just want a simple life. That's what I get out of that. Like you look and you're like, who would want to walk away? That's what I can see people thinking. Who would want to walk away from the royal family? <laughs> and and we know that these things don't. You know, we look at stars and we talk about it on the show. We look at people who have all of these things. Even even us. I passed by a laundromat last week. Early in the morning, I was I was out on my way in route, may have been to work somewhere. And I looked over and I saw, it was Saturday, it was Saturday morning. I looked over and I saw this lady going in the laundromat with her clothes. And again, I got emotional because that, I saw how God has, how God has bought me because I used to be her, driving, working all these driving clothes in the, into the laundromat to wash and stay there. And how blessed we are now. I have a room with, 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 as if I need a separate room, but I have a room with, with a washing machine and a, and a dryer and a, and a cabinet to store stuff. Wow. But, but how soon we forget and how soon, how, how much we don't recognize what seems to be those, those little small blessings. Because it takes a lot. I used to go in with those clothes like I'm pulling. Just hate it. That was one thing I hated doing. But that was the time <laughs> I could not afford, afford a washer and a dryer. And my God, mm. you know, got a, got a, got a washing dryer that seems when it stops. I'm like, what the hell? Who needs, I don't, I don't need a reminder. I know I put the clothes <laughs> in there, you know. You know, and so it's just little things that we get so caught up, like you said, Rodney, your focus. What, what is your focus on? Is it on the men that don't do not do? But if you're going to focus on the men that don't do, then let's be fair because we've got a lot of women who are not doing it. So how about we just don't even focus okay. on that, that we give this energy. We give this energy to, to, to the, the ones who are. And Rodney, I saw, oh gosh, I saw this article, and I don't know if you've seen this, where um, it's one of the largest um, hospitals somewhere where two people ended up connecting. They both needed um, transplants. So they, they both got together and they started, um, they started just encouraging one another, uplifting each other, and just these two people ended up having getting getting their transplants. They transplants. They got they got them from somewhere, and they were talking about it is it is uh, it is rare that a hospital has one transplant happen in a in a year. Well, they had those two people almost at the same time, and then on top of that, I believe there were four more for that hospital all in one year. And they were talking about how they thought that their energy, their positiveness, their 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 willingness to embrace their issue with faith. And I don't think we have a lot of that people. I just don't think we really believe all the things that we say, especially the ones that we post on Facebook. Like do you, do we really believe it or is that just getting up getting 
hype up, and then we go back to our lives as usual. I don't want life as usual. It says that I was fearfully and wonderfully made. Like, like I think about this great God. How does he have to fearfully and wonderfully make me? And what exactly does that mean? Because I got a whole new concept. That means, like it says, I can do all things. All things. And that there's nothing. There's nothing. But we first have to believe that. And I just don't think we, we're at a place in life that, that we really and truly believe. We have to talk, but we have a hard time walking along. I see some sickness in, in people, and I see it. I can see it because I saw it in myself, the emotional bondage. And it comes from not, just not dealing with reality. And I, I was telling a person today, you just got to face it. I don't care who the person is to you. This is what the person is. Mm-hmm. So we get so caught up in titles and and your relationship to me, and that, no, your relationship to, or your connection to me doesn't change who you are. It doesn't change. And we got to stop justifying or rationalizing. We just got to stop it and deal with the truth. So 2019, to sum it all up, freedom. It taught me the importance of freedom, self-freedom. <coughs> So, um, gosh, there's a couple of questions out here. Rodney, I'll go back to you, and, and if you want me to pick another one, I will. What time? Oh, it's almost nine o'clock. Let's pick one more, and then, um, or do you have any feedback on any of that? Uh, so, I'm, I'm glad that you went uh, to, um, glad that you talked about, um, loving too hard or um, I know you said that you love too hard and um, loving and, and, and not being attached. And last week um, I was talking to um, this young lady that I work with and, you know, we were talking about forgiveness because I was kind of sharing my story with some of the people that I work with. And uh, we were talking about forgiveness and, you know, how to get over and move past things. And, you know, she was saying, well, um, you know, I can't necessarily do that. And she was, you know, was saying, um, you know, she was asking me about people, like, what do you do when, you know, somebody does you wrong, but because of, you know, their title or who they are to you, like they're your parents or siblings or, or whoever, you know, how how do you, I guess, you know, forgive them and love them and, you know, why are you supposed to, um, you know, continue to deal with these people? And I said, well, I said, that's not exactly how it goes. You can love people, like you said, Tammy, and not be attached. You can love them and not allow them to 
hurt you anymore. You can love them and 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 not give them power over you or over your life. And I think that we've been uh, misinformed or we've misunderstood along the way, and we think that you know we should be doormats or we should allow people mm-hmm. or it is the Christian way you know to love 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 give 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 even if you're not loved back even if you're not treated with respect even if you are done wrong even if you never receive and that's just not true. That's not the case. You don't have to accept people's junk. If somebody were to hand you a bunch of trash, you would either say, no, I don't want that, or you would put it in the trash can. So why are we from an emotional or mental standpoint, taking people's trash and putting it in our pockets. If you wouldn't do it in the physical sense, why are you doing it in a mental sense? Why are you letting other people's garbage clog your heart? You don't have to accept things from people. That's not why you're here. You don't have to take people's junk because while you're while you're allowing them to dump their trash on you, guess what? That's releasing it from them and giving them more space, more opportunity to do what they want. Meanwhile, you're over here bogged down and burdened with somebody else's problems. You don't have to accept people's mess. If it's not what you want, tell them no. Tell them take their own stuff back. Love you. Goodbye. Because what matters is what's in your heart. If you say no with a clear conscience, and a pure heart, you're fine. Don't be trying to get revenge on people. Don't, no matter what they do, if they do it, you survive, cool. Because it'll come back to them. You don't have to do anything. But learn how to love people enough to let them be free so that you can be free. What was your other question, Tim? Um, I want to say there, too, that um, I think religion is one of the biggest things that has kept us in bondage, the the way that we were taught. And that, that's what I mean by freedom. I think even with what you're saying about putting up with people, uh, people's trash, just thinking that we're supposed to be these doormats that, that being um, – I'll use the word Christian because that's what that's what people say. 
being religious, being a Christian means that you gotta almost be a fool and that you gotta take anything and everything and you gotta be so passive and just wait on God to do whatever for you. And we have it keeps us it keeps us in silence. Stupid silence. I really do believe that. So um, I, I wanted to just make sure I, I said that, and which is why my 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 belief hasn't changed, but my way of um, serving and speaking and my thought process about a lot of things has, and with that has come um, a lot of freedom. Just a lot. I think that the way that we were taught puts more pressure on us than God ever intended for us to have. And that there's some things that we won't get until we at least um, let go and become free enough to receive the things, to be different. So let me find let me find another question or just kind of calm it down and and kind of go from there. And as far as we know, people, we will be on. Uh, I don't think I have anything that will keep us from uh, going. And, and even if I'm not, maybe Rodney will be. But, but just kind of stay connected so you'll know that know when we're on again. We're gonna we, we're gonna let we're gonna do life and let life kind of happen. That's one of the things I'm telling you. I used to be so stressed sometimes trying to get on here and make it happen. But as life happens around me, I'm going to accept it. I'm going to go with the flow. Um, I have, I have, I hope to have, have the, um, I hope to have some very good news next week. Hopefully I'll hear something by then. But uh, I have something in the back working, and I have just a few more working days before I find out the result of it. And, and that I wanted to share it. I wanted to blast it. And something inside of me just said, let this be your ride. Let this ride on your face. Um, and so we will see. I will be okay either way, but we will see. So um, I'm just going to put that out there. Um, and we have a lot of things going on as far as the documentary that we're working on. I uh, hope to get that out in March. So just. Stay connected to yourself, you guys, and be the best version of yourself. Don't let anyone, anyone, anyone put your light out. There are some sick people out here in this world. They, If you don't think like them, talk like them, walk like them, believe like them, speak like them, they, they're foolish. And so I ignore people and things like that when I see them. You just, nobody is going to take away my Sunday. I'm sorry, you just you just not. So, um, if you want, Rodney, we could just kind of drop the mic right there, if, and just kind of sum it all up. I guess I just tell people to to do and be the best version of yourself. Don't don't let anything or anybody hold you back. Uh, there's no need for it. There's no need for it at all. So. I don't care what you're going through, how you're going through, where you come from. It is what it is. It really is. And so you have to take whatever that is and keep pushing forward. Keep 
push you forward no matter what. It is a daily process. It is, it is a difficult process at times. Um, get someone in your corner that supports you, understands you um, enough to be honest with you and feel loved, even when they don't agree with you. So that'll that that is my final words. I'm gonna turn it over to you to share yours, and then hopefully we'll be back on here next Tuesday, same time. Sounds good to me. I'm going to uh, share uh, share a couple of things. One, um, I am <laughs> for the first time in a in a while, Sammy. Uh, I'm going to be speaking uh, next month at. Uh, Virginia Commonwealth University, VCU, uh, the Teachers of Color uh, Summit that they are having there. It will be the first time that I can think of. I don't think I've done anything since then. Um, It'll be the first time that I've uh, spoken or presented uh, since before Nadia was born. Uh, (laughs) So looking forward to that. um and and hopefully more opportunities will will follow I, I it was funny i was um i was going through um just some emails i was looking for some things um because i was trying to sign up for something um which i'll share at a later date but um and so i needed to find like articles and uh, videos and things from, um, you know, when from before when I was uh, speaking and everything, and I came across some things that I had just totally forgotten about, and I was like, wow, like I I actually did that, or um, you know, I was uh, featured in in, in that. Um, so I mean, it you know, it brought back memories, and like I said, some things I had forgotten about, but you know, I was I was grateful. Um, and didn't even realize um, just how blessed I was, and you know, here I was thinking, you know, I, you know, I didn't get out there like I wanted to, you know, I didn't, you know, sell a lot of books or, you know, have these, you know, speaking engagements where I was getting paid thousands of dollars, but I did a lot and. I was blessed and and I'm glad I, I I'm glad I you know had that experience today um and I'm looking forward to um doing it again but I want to read something uh Tammy and I, uh don't forget that I'm not on the blog talk site so you got to uh play the music in the end but I want to read something okay. that I came across yes, yesterday on Facebook uh, this guy posted What if Martin Luther King were alive today? Number one, he would still be considered a radical. Number two, about 50% of the nation would hate him. Number three, he would have trolls on his Twitter account. Number four, some death threats. And number five, Conservatives posting memes of him next to 
Alexandria Ortiz Cortez. I think that's the. I think that's the. I think I've got that right. He just put AOC, but I think that's her name. Um, the um, I think she's a congresswoman in New York City. But conservative conservatives posting memes of him next to her as being evil socialist. And as we close, I just want people to to think about that because especially yesterday, and we see it every year, people uh, post quotes from Dr. King. Uh, People, you know, are tweeting and, you know, we have all of these events. But think about what this person wrote. And then think about everything that you saw or you experienced yesterday. And how often do you see Dr. King's legacy the other 364 days on the calendar? Are people as peaceful? Are people doing everything they can to bring unity? Are people living the life that he envisioned a long time ago? The part that really stood out to me was where it said he still had he would have people trolling him on his Twitter account. And if you think that's far-fetched, think about the people that have something to say every time somebody tries to do something positive. Is everybody on board with it? It's easy to jump on the the Dr. King bandwagon because he's deceased and it's a holiday and, you know, kind of like I was talking about before, you know, you will be looked at sideways if you said anything else. But how often do we live out his dream in February or in August or when nobody's looking? Are we being truthful to the things that he stood for? Or are we just a part of the hype? Because it's easy to live this fictitious life It's easy to misrepresent yourself. It's easy to have people thinking one thing and you knowing something totally different in your heart. Where are you in your life today? Where's your mind? It's sort of like Valentine's Day. Where's the love on May 14th, September 14th? (laughs) Where is it? 
And I think, Tammy, we have to get out of being puppets. I think we, 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 we've gotten so used to being robots and people telling us what to do and when to do it and how to do it. I'm not sure we know what's real and what's not anymore. And I think that's sad. We will share things on social media. Huh? I was saying, including if we're real, like what's about us and what's not. Exactly. We don't. We don't know. Oftentimes, we we see things on social media, and we we are so quick to hit the share button because it sounds good or it fits what we stand for. It it fits a point that we've been trying to make. Doesn't matter if it's real or not. Doesn't matter if it if it actually exists. This is what I've been saying all along. See, so-and-so is saying it too. It must be right. We don't want the facts anymore. We don't care what the truth is. It's what movement can I be a part of today to get everybody to look at me? And then as soon as this one Where's out? I'll be looking for the next one. We are so messed up as a society. It's sad. But we don't have to stay messed up. We can change it anytime we want. The question is, do we want to? Back over to you, Tammy. Well, I guess we can end it right there. It's a little after nine. As we said, life happens, and both of us have to. You know, I have a long day tomorrow, and I just would like to thank you all for listening, uh, tuning in with us. And uh, I think it'll be a good time now that this person has left the building, but we had a a fool, a damn fool, I would say, in the chat room who was um, just just being a damn fool. And so Rodney, I forgot that she couldn't see it, so I was just sitting here just reading it all, and the old king would have attacked him like bees on honey. Okay, honey on bees, whatever. I would have written to him so much. But I just sat here and I let him have his private little foolish party, said nothing, did not respond to anything, and feel so awesome about it because that means I did not let him draw my teeth into his tail because the teeth does not connect. I, 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 I let my candle stay lit in his darkness. And so eventually he got tired of being a damn fool and he left the conversation that he was having by himself. <laughs> so <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> I 
just let him be and let him do his thing and let him go back to being him because that's how he sees it. And I don't need to be offended by, how, by his perception. I don't need to try to convince him otherwise. Why? Because I will never help him see this damn fool ever in my life. So why do I need to? <laughs> So <laughs> even if I would have, I would be like, whatever, okay, that's you, that's your, that's that's whatever. I mean, he went from weird brainwashed, calling us Negroes and niggas, all that. So damn fool, and I would let him be that. <laughs> so he left the conversation. He was having a conversation, you guys. So practice that, and it took some willpower and some reminding myself. That there's no need to respond to everything or have a reaction to everything, and especially foolish things. Because you see two people arguing, you don't know who's right, who's wrong, who's the fool, and who's not. So I just say, let you see one arguing with himself, you already know you got a damn fool, right? So, <laughs> so be it. <laughs> so be it, y'all. So be it. So I'll, we'll leave it at that. We did good tonight. We did good um, with not responding to that. So I'm thankful. But I just want to thank you all for listening, tuning in. Um, be the best version of yourself. Believe in yourself. Please do that. Spend some time praying, meditating, reading, whatever it takes for you. Um, try it it because there's so much more to us than we have been led to believe and and accept um, and be more attentive and intentional about recognizing the things that are truly the blessings of the Bible. Just being able to see, to hear, to smell, to walk, to comprehend, to talk. Man, you guys. That is that is that is awesome, awesome. I um, I'm, this is gonna be the last thing, and I'll play the music. I I ran into a, a gentleman, older guy, uh, Saturday. He walked into a store that I was working at. I was uh, out in the field, and he had the most beautiful eyes. I mean, they were beyond a color that I can can really explain. And I said to him, I said, you have some of the most beautiful eyes I've seen. And so, of course, he's old, old guy, and they love, he's old people love for you to strike up conversations with them. It's, it's, it's really amazing. So he stopped and he talked and he said, young lady, I'm 79 years old, and he said, I've heard that a lot. He said, but let me tell you, I was not born, my eyes were not born this color. They changed over time. And so I said to him, I said, wow, isn't that something that we don't have control over the color of our eyes. We could go to bed tonight and wake up with a whole nother set of eyes, of eyes, meaning a different color. And he said, I never thought of it that way. It, it happens to you, so you might need to think about it that way. And he laughed. <laughs> to be born. And he, he said it didn't happen right away. He was an older person, and his eyes just went from dark brown to this glassy, haze, blue, green color eye. That was just amazing. And he was, Rodney, he was black on black. And born here, raised here, and his eye color just changed. 
so and, and we just they just let just I don't know they just did something to me that you can just you just don't know you just don't know you guys. That's so, true. Yeah. So that I just wanted to share that. Thank you guys for for listening. I hope that you come back and spend some time with us Tuesday. We will try very hard to be on as much as we can, but just know that we are working trying to do what we do here on a larger platform outwardly. We're trying to take care of ourselves, our families, and just embrace life. So if you have some topics that you want us to discuss, send them to us. Tell people about the show. Um, help us grow here. Um, just just support us in any way that you can. But we do want to thank you guys for listening to us tonight. We appreciate it. We love you. And um, on that note, Rodney, I'm going to get our Sam on if you don't have anything else to say or to give the people. Sounds good to me, Tammy. Everyone, have a good night. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, let me try this because I hope I'm getting the right one here. Yeah. Neighbor.
coming, but I know.